Hey there, this is Pun Bandu. We're halfway through season one of Dark Heights, and I thought this would be a great time to share a very special behind the scenes bonus episode. So sit back, get comfortable, and please enjoy this interview with writer C.D. Miller and music composer Chris Miller as they discuss the creation of Dark Heights with producer Marco Palmieri and offer some tantalizing hints about what to expect in season two. Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hi, everybody. This is Marco Palmieri, a producer at Realm, and I'm here with the creator of Dark Heights, C.D. Miller, and his brother, the composer of the music for Dark Heights, Chris Miller. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. So I'm going to dive right in and ask you, CD, what's the process like collaborating together on this show? And, and Chris, I want to hear from you on, on this as well. So you guys are brothers and you are collaborating creatively. Is that a smooth collaboration or, you know, are you, do you sometimes come into conflict? Inquiring it's minds not, want to know. It's nothing but conflict. That's all conflict. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. we work extremely uh, smoothly together. Having grown up together, we, we've got a lot of uh, similar background interests. This whole project kind of began, Dark Heights kind of began as um, basically t- Twin Peaks was our first touchstone. And so I think as I approach writing the fiction of it, and, and Chris is, of course, an uh, uh, extremely talented uh, musician and, and classical composer. Um, so early on, I kind of tapped him to maybe come up with some musical ideas, and we would have this, we would create this together. And we didn't, re- we didn't at first know or expect that we would be working so closely together on, on the ideas. And uh, it, it worked out really, really, really well beyond what either of us expected, I think. I totally agree with you. It did. It really did work out well. But this project didn't start out 
intended for audio, right? I mean, it started out as a right. as a, a purely written project, and and that's right. By by having Realm produce it, uh, suddenly, I guess, an entire di- new dimension opened up. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it it was interesting because we were already kind of experimenting in a way with this idea of a sonic novel. That's one of our that's our catchphrase. Um, you know, is that a fiction with music attached to it or or as part of the process of it. It's not something very many people are doing for probably a lot of obvious reasons, but just because Chris is a composer and I'm a writer, it just kind of that those are these are our fields of of art and um, but well, there already was a kind of aspect of sound, an aspect of creating an an auditory world uh, with the fiction, right, Chris? Absolutely. Yeah, I think <clears throat> going back to what you were saying about you know Twin Peaks, I think I feel like. A lot of the music for me was influenced by Angelo Badalamenti, who did the uh, soundtrack to, to uh, you know, Twin Peaks. So that was sort of a starting point for me, taking those, that, that sort of eerie, they're almost like eerie love songs, right, that, that Angelo Badalamenti was doing or did for Twin Peaks. So I, I kind of took that and started there. Uh, and of course, it became something completely different. I mean, I, what I do are these... Um, you know, to be honest, are bedroom recordings of piano and synthesizers. And they're just room recordings, so I don't stack tracks on top of each other. I just take a room recording of, of what I do. You know, it, it, it further enhances the idea that the music is for this fictional world and for the, that they exist in. So, um, I, yeah. I, I think in a real way, often you, your music is almost like a, the first reader response. That's kind of how it kind of developed it was that when i started True. writing the fiction i would i would give you the the you know the chapters and your music would be a kind of first response in a way that helps yes. help other people into the world of fiction but we kind of moved moved away from that pretty early on because i think we started to really collaborate with the ideas as well and some of the music you were creating was just so good it had uh, it made me have to up my game in a lot of ways too, right. to ref- to reflect the power of the music that you were giving <laughs> well, me. Thanks. So it was so some of it became kind of like throwing a gauntlet down of like, <laughs> well, here's this now, and right. <laughs> you know, make something yeah. as sad as this. <laughs> I mean, I felt the same way with just you know getting the fiction, getting the writing, and like I have to do something with this that's incredible, just as incredible as this chapter. So it goes both ways for sure, you know. I am absolutely fascinated that, you know, you guys had the musical component in mind from the start. I mean, I would, I, I expected you to say that that came after, you know, uh, you knew Realm would be producing it. But to know that Chris was involved from, from the get-go and that the music and the writing fed off each other, mm-hmm. I, I think that's absolutely fascinating. And mm-hmm. And I commend you both for not only pulling that off, but making it such a natural fit when it and finally ended up as a as an audio project oh thank you so much yeah we yeah, I think it you. sounds it, it sounds great as the as an audio project it uh, does yeah so yeah, chris, uh, your music is so good <laughs> <laughs> thanks so chris let me ask you what's yeah. your process of creating the music specifically you know so it, it actually comes a, a little bit Im- improvisatory for, for me, uh, in terms of, I think about it for for a while. Like if I get the uh, the chapter first, or the you know the the writing, for I, I quite often I stew in it for a while, and then I really just sit sit at the piano and work through it. 
trying to trying just like Craig said, like a reaction to 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 it or to the writing itself. And I, that that's really quite often what I do. I do a lot of thinking before I actually do any playing. So the the playing itself is really improvisatory. So whatever sounds good, I sort of I, I cultivate that and I stay with that uh, and really hone into that. So that's cool. But I'll but I'll jump in and say that. I share, I mean, Chris and I share the plot points and the we, we know the emotional highs and lows going forward as well. So uh, what is planned out, I mean, often in season one and in season two, Chris will, like I was saying before, Chris will give me the music beforehand sometimes yes. too. Well, here's this, here's what's going to meet this scene that, that I know you're about to write. Yes. Um, so yeah, in, in some mm. cases, it's really, it was fascinating because... I've never written to music before, so I, I basically have a soundtrack, you know, of my of my very own that I I can crawl into and then uh, yeah. uh, form, formulate the text for. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is yeah. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, yeah, that is cool. Not and not many writers can say that. Uh, I will tell you. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So you both mentioned Twin Peaks, and I think that's an apt comparison. There's definitely a Twin Peaks vibe in there at Dark Heights. But were there any other influences you had when you guys were working on the show? Definitely. Um, we're, a lot of the show uh, sort of skews to some horror as well. So um, we're definitely long-term fans of uh, Italian horror and Hitchcock. Um, we've got some of the, you know, some of the episodes are a bit slasher-like. The season one's overall premise is kind of a slasher attack on Tess in a, in a way, that framing device there. Um, that's definitely pulled from some Dario Argento, like I said, some Hitchcock as well. I think Chris enjoys the Bernard Herrmann music from Hitchcock. So that- <laughs> I just want to say, I think that you, you mentioned two musical influences there. Is that it's actually, for, you know, uh, Goblin as well, right? The, the band who used to do music for Argento's film. You know, I've, I've listened to a lot of that too. And, and of course, Bernard Herrmann, yes, is one of my favorite score composers. So, I mean, you know, I did draw a lot from that and were influenced by that, you know, as far as creating this musical world. On a remote island in Frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Cool. That sounds great. And CD, what were some of your favorite themes to explore in either season or both? I think one of the one of the main uh, themes behind Dark Heights is exploring the interplay between the supernatural or the powerful uh, or the magical and and real life. I think one of the early ideas of mine was just to make sure that the characters were very grounded in real struggles. They were real characters. They were normal people, especially Tess. Uh, and her her encounter with magic, her encounter with these forces that are uh, scary sometimes, uh, is sort of the basis of Dark Heist, that interplay between people having to understand something that's, you know, way, way beyond their parameters, um, how that interrupts their life, and how they can go on once they've had that interruption. Uh, I think that's a, an essential theme in the background of Dark Heights, for sure. Cool. Fun questions. Who's your favorite Dark Heights <laughs> character and why? 
Yeah, that's a that's a good, a good question. <laughs> I got to think about it, Chris, but you might have an answer. <laughs> Jeez, that's a tough question. I, I actually really like it's a it's maybe two for me. I really like Kevin. I like Kevin's story because it's it. Ha, I mean, of course, it has to do with music. He's like a he's a music producer or whatever. But I find that his story is really captivating. He's he seems he's quite lost, you know, and he's quite struggling with his obviously with his love life and you know he's he's just trying to get by you know and i think that story is just not told properly enough so i feel like kevin's my favorite cool really kevin's, had, your favorite. kevin's my favorite I, if i had a number two it, it would probably be test of course but you know <laughs> we uh chris and i have a, a saying that we Pass back and forth, and it's based on the Friday Night Lights where they say uh, Texas forever all the time. And Chris and I say, do it we, on, when we part on phone calls, we say Tess is forever. Just a thing. Just a thing. Tess is Tess forever. Is forever. Does, does that yeah, yeah. mean uh, CD that Tess is your favorite as well? Yeah, I mean she's she's really um, uh, she's really important to Dark Heights, obviously, and yes. um, she's I feel like she's really carries a lot of the 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 humanity of the story, at least the at least the perspective of the story from somebody that's not magical or doesn't start in that place, and and how and dealing with that. I also like Charlie Mill quite a bit. I think Charlie Mill is a really fascinating character um, that that is kind of in the background of a lot of it. But if you'll notice that the initials for Charlie Mills C and M that's C D Miller and Chris yeah. Miller. Chris Miller. So yeah. there carries some some uh, note there. And uh, is he a Mary Sue? Thing- <laughs> yeah, is he a Mary Sue? <laughs> kind of. He kind of is, I would say. That's, yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, speaking and, only for myself, not that my opinion matters here, but uh, you know, I and and this may have have as much to do with the actor's performance as anything else, but I just, you know, can't get enough of my show. I, uh, I really love uh, listening to his chapters. They are, they are a joy. And, and I mean, the whole series is, but, you know, when, when for some reason, when that voice starts pumping into my ear, I just, I just tune out the world, and just let it sweep <laughs> over me. <laughs> and Michelle's a really complex character. He, he's just got a lot going on and he's got a lot of dark dark sides to him so i think it's i think the the narration is just it's just so excellent it's so charismatic which is perfect because he's he's also trying to convince you uh, in a lot of ways that he's a good guy right (laughs) right right exactly so craig talk a little bit about the journey from when dark heights was first done on your own keyboard to how it ended up with realm is there a backstory there that people might want to know about? Yeah, there is. Uh, Dark Heights began uh, as a very DIY project for Chris and I. Uh, We were publishing Dark Heights as a serial novel on our own webpage, uh, a serial novel with music. Um, And we were doing kind of weekly, bi-weekly installments of of, uh, part one. And we ended up getting a really good positive review on uh, denofgeek.com, which Realm discovered. A little bit of a needle in a haystack kind of situation. I think we're very fortunate <laughs> that that realm had a look at what we were doing and 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 decided to make that leap of faith. I think and so we so we moved from we actually completed season one as the DIY project on our website and it moved from 
from there into into realms production to become uh, become this podcast show. I, I didn't know that story. I mean, as you know, I came to the project rather late, and I had to get caught up really quickly. On uh, but you say it was lucky that you got noticed. I I would have to say after familiarizing myself with the project and helping you through season two that it was lucky for Realm that you guys ended up with us because the end result is just, you know, a really fantastic entertainment experience. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. It's been really fascinating and, and uh, to, to, you know, grow Dark Heights from its original premise into something that uh, is just an, a completely immersive experience as a, as a podcast show. Uh, I, I love the podcast show format, and I think it's uh, brilliant. And I'm uh, just very excited to see it grow find find more people and 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 grow as a project awesome all right for our final question would you live in park heights and if so why or why not <laughs> wow i'd live in park heights for the weather we we are canadian chris and i so <laughs> it would, it would, it would. <laughs> that's true you did decide to set this in los angeles so i wonder why I uh you know uh since it's i mean if you have you ever lived there no so what led to that decision? Honestly, I think the proximity to Hollywood, the proximity to American and the center of culture, I find um, that 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 is L.A. And, right. and looking at, um, you know, uh, Tessa's background, you know, with the, her mom being a film star, all that stuff's, you know, quite relevant to to the story. So I, I think having it having it there was the right fit for sure. And as as Canadians, we're often observers of American culture. We we take in quite a lot of it as well. And, and, so and on behalf uh, of, of of all of us in America, I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, no. I mean, we've always been fascinated by it, Chris and I as well. And so I think this is mm-hmm. maybe not a, not necessarily a statement on on you know American pop culture, but definitely an immersion into it and and working in those themes in our own particular way. If it was set in the Northwest Territories of Canada, it, it, it would definitely would have a different vibe, right? <laughs> Let the right one in kind of vibe, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> the characters would definitely be different. That's true. Well, let's get back to the question then. Are there any circumstances under which either of you would want to live in this world that you created? I mean, I would just love to see Majot just floating down the, the road, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then like attacking people. And I thought it would be the coolest thing to see in, in real life, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> if I was a watcher, I would. Yes. Right. Right. There you go. <laughs> would you want to be a watcher? Yeah, I would. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's yes. I think as a writer, that's that's the ultimate uh, role, role is being able to manipulate reality and space and time and all I, of that. I see your point. That's, that's <laughs> well think, made. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think everyone else is not not all that safe in this world other than <laughs> the watchers. But <laughs> Well, guys, that's all the time we have. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It was a real pleasure. And listeners, please enjoy the rest of Dark Heights. We think you're going to love what you hear we're certainly proud of it and we hope it gives you hours of listening pleasure
This is Pan again. I hope you enjoyed that look behind the curtain and that you'll join me again when Majo reveals what he and Lina have been up to in the next episode of Dark Heights. You're listening to Fear, Dark Heights, created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Dark Heights is created and written by C.D. Miller, produced by Haley Wagreich, and executive produced by Molly Barton, starring Dion Graham, Julia Whalen, and Neil Helligers. Audio production, sound design, and editing by Amanda Rose Smith. Original music by Chris Miller. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Fear is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Kaylin West. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Pun Bandu. Audio editing by Corey Barton and Felicia Dominguez. Original theme by Hashem Asadolahi, featuring drummer Andrew Niven and mixed by Max Kuttner. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Fear by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.